Hello, my beautiful artist friends. I hope you're having a wonderful spring so far. So I've been painting up a storm. I've been preparing for my upcoming exhibition, Wild Love, which is May 29th, and you're all invited. I'm so excited. So it's a virtual exhibition reception. So anybody from anywhere in the world can attend for free. And I'm unveiling all new work that I've been working on all winter. So it's gonna be really exciting. But as I'm working on each piece, I have realized something and I just wanted to share this with you guys because I think it's really helpful and very interesting. So I'm extremely conscious that every piece that I make has a certain energy to it. And I don't know if you guys have ever thought about this before, but objects and places have a distinct energy to them. And I have a couple of stories for you guys to illustrate this. So I used to be a real estate agent actually for a while, and I was very active with my real estate position and I would help people find houses and help people sell houses. And I did this for about a year. Now, um, that didn't work out long-term because I realized it was just taking up so much of my time and energy, helping people to find a house. And it was just incredibly time consuming. You really have to be dedicated to be successful at that. And you know, I just wasn't passionate about it. Like I was passionate about my art and I just decided to put my energy into my art instead of that. And I don't regret that for a second, but while I was helping people to find houses, I was in a lot of different spaces. Okay. So real estate agents see more houses and more spaces than you could ever imagine. And I was, I was probably inside close to like a hundred different houses, probably more actually, and these were like different residential houses and they ranged they ranged from like multi-million dollar residences where you know they were owned by like um famous sports people in the Philadelphia area to like you know studio apartments that I would help people find um as well and i remember in particular one house that was owned by a sports player in Philadelphia and it was the most gorgeous home i've ever seen in my life it was seriously, I just, I didn't even know that people like this existed around Philadelphia, but, um, they had a full size basketball court in the house. They had an Olympic swimming pool in the house with a custom painted mural of mermaids and sea serpents on the ceiling. They had hand painted wallpaper. They had like gold plate plated wallpaper and stuff. Um, and you know, when you walk in, it's, it's like this gorgeous staircase and like all these like beautiful crystal chandeliers. And it was just the most stunning house I've ever seen. And I was so lucky to be able to see it. It was just an open house for brokers. So, um, so I went in there just because I was curious and I was, I'll still never forget it. It was so cool. Um, but that house had a certain energy to it and the energy was opulence and, you know, just, um, uh, I guess I could say excess, but it was just so well-maintained and so pristine and gorgeous that it didn't feel like, um, I don't know. It didn't feel like too much. Well, it did feel like too much, <laughs> but it, it wasn't like super, super ostentatious to the point where you just felt embarrassed walking around. Um, it was more like, this is just stunning. I was just walking around. It felt like I was in an art museum or something. And, um, I was just taking in all the details and it was, it was just stunningly put together and it was just incredibly well-maintained and 
I was just happy that someplace like that existed in the world. So that was one experience for an open house. And um, yeah, I was just there for an open house. Um, but it, it was just a very interesting, you know, space. Now, it doesn't matter what kind of house that it is, whether it is a small, inexpensive home or a mansion like the one that I just described, every home has an energy to it. And I remember being inside another very palatial mansion, and this one had a very different energy because it was not very well kept. There were a lot of repairs that needed to be done, and there was kind of like this air of everything kind of falling apart, like, um, you know, like wallpaper, like coming off the walls and like, um, you know, like dirt everywhere. And it just felt like nobody was like caring about it, but it was still like a big expensive home, but it just had a very different feel to it. And, um, other homes that they're just, they were just like kind of in the middle, you know, um, you walk in, I remember this one and it felt, it felt very outdated. Like the last time somebody lived there was like the 1960s and there was like orange shag carpeting on the floor, furniture from the 60s, very retro looking TV set and kitchen. And that typically happens when somebody moves out who are like, um, I don't know, maybe they were like an older couple and they like decorated in the 1960s and then they just like never decorated again. <laughs> um, which is fine. There's nothing wrong with that. Um, but it just, it feels like you're going into a time capsule and you would be surprised how many people that's the way that they live. They decorate once and then like, that's it. Um, and I just, I went into so many homes like that. Um, now one particular story I have is a place that I actually thought might be haunted and I'm not somebody who really believes in that kind of stuff, but I went to go look at this house and I was going alone to check it out first before I brought anybody in there. And I opened the door and the place just like looked really scary inside. And there was no particular reason for this. I couldn't like point to one thing and be like, this is, this is why it's scary. It was like an accumulation of, of everything that I saw. Um, it looked like somebody had not updated it for like, I don't know, like over 60 years, but not in like a cute way like the 1960s place, but it was like in a really scary way. So I walked in and the living room is just like full of stuff. And then the kitchen was like really dirty and it looked very uninviting. And then I noticed there's a staircase leading up to the second floor. And as I start to go up onto that second floor, I just felt this like intense fear. And I was like, oh my gosh, why am I afraid right now? This is crazy. This is so not like me, but the fear just like grew as I went up the stairs. And when I got to the top of the stairs and I saw what was there, I was like, I like had a panic attack. I was like, I ran down the stairs and got out of that house. <laughs> but okay. So what I saw when I went to the top of the stairs, it was like a bedroom. Um, and there was a Gothic four poster. Um, it was like a black Gothic carved bed um, very dramatic. And there was these, the, the room was like painted like a really like, like a, like a pale blue. And there was like pale blue sheets and they were all crumpled up into the middle of the bed. And then there was just like dirt all over the bed. And then on the ceiling and, you know, all throughout the corners of the walls, there was this black stuff. It was just like oozing from the walls. And I'm not even making this up 
it sounds like a horror movie because I thought I was in a horror movie at that point. I was like, oh my gosh, there was just like black stuff like oozing out of the walls. And I'm sure that there's like a, you know, a reason for it. Like, I don't know, black mold. I don't know. I have no idea. But it scared me enough that I was like, oh my gosh, I just feel like I'm in a horror movie and I feel like something's going to jump out. And the reason why I felt so scared is because the objects all around me had an energy to them. And it wasn't just like that one object had one, you know, energy. It was the combination of everything in that house together created a mood in that house and it created an energy that was very dark and scary. So, you know, I just wanted to point out because, um, you know, the things around us have an energy to them. And um, as artists, what we create also has a very energetic imprint to it. It absolutely does because we are made of energy, you know, like the atoms in our bodies are made of energy. Um, Our emotions are very energetic. The world is made up of energy. The universe is made up of energy. Um, There's so much about the world that we don't understand as well. Um, Like there's an energy of love. There's an energy of like fear. Um, And, you know, you can feel it in your body when you're feeling those different things. And you have very different actions and very different ways of being when you're in different states of energy, right? And so when we create art, that is like our direct signature that people are buying of our energetic imprint at that time. And I think that's really magical because that's really what people are buying is a piece of your energy when they're buying your art. That's, and it's even stronger when it's an original and that person is like literally buying a piece of your life, right? They're buying the materials. They're buying the panel that you touched Like, imagine if you had one of Leonardo da Vinci's paintings that his hands had touched and, you know, he had like, um, he had spent hours in front of that object and like, you know, labored over it. His energy is like totally infused into that. And it's really kind of magical because it's like his essence is embedded into that piece of art. So... I just want to challenge you today to think about what kind of energy are you creating in your art? And it might be a good idea to sit and think about that for a while and think about what kind of energy you want to spread out into the world. And is your art a reflection of what kind of energy that you want to spread? And sometimes that energy isn't something that really can be put into words. It's just like a vibe, you know, that you're trying to spread. But um, usually it can be be helpful to put it into words so that you can bring yourself back to the essence of what you're trying to do. And I find this really helpful because when you're experimenting with art or you're like working on a piece and you're not really liking the way that it's going, you can always go back to the descriptive words that you've selected that describe what kind of energy and what kind of vibe that you want your art to have going out into the world. And you can ask yourself, does this piece actually reflect that for me? And I think that that will help you a lot. Now, um, I gave some very dramatic examples of the, you know, of real estate, because I think that, you know, a sense of space, you can really feel the energy of like a place and objects when you're inside of like a house. And that is, um, 
it's just the most obvious example to me of like physical objects having a kind of energy. Um, and I just want to say like, um, you know, like a studio apartment can have like a fabulous energy. Like I've been in, you know, studio apartments where, um, everything is like extremely well kept, very clean, um, you know, really cute decorations. And like it, it, it's to me, that is more, you know, that is more luxurious than, you know, living in a very expensive, like, you know, place that doesn't have good energy or it's like really run down. Um, although that can have a certain charm as well, you know, like old castles or something. (laughs) But, um, you know, I'm just, I was just giving those examples to illustrate a point and, you know, however you live and however you, you know, structure your life, you know, there's absolutely no judgment there at all. You know, we all, you know, are doing our best, right? And, um, I certainly don't live in a mansion, (laughs) but, um, I just wanted to put that disclaimer out there. I'm certainly not judging on anybody. And, um, but, but I think that everybody can, can recognize the feeling of being somewhere and being very affected by the, um, the space that you're in. Um, and you, you can feel it when you go into a restaurant, um, even when you go into like a park, you know, anything that's like been kind of structured by, by, um, you know, man-made stuff. Um, you can feel the energy of whoever designed that, whoever lived there. And, you know, as artists, we are human creators and we give our artwork a very specific kind of energy. So, um, so it's just kind of interesting to think about. So think about what kind of energy you want your art to be, what you want to spread out into the world. Um, and if your art is a reflection of the kind of energy you want to spread and sometimes that energy, you know, um, you know, it can change as well because we go through different periods of our lives and, you know, we change ourselves. Um, but I like to, um, think of different words that help me, you know, bring me back to like the kind of vibe that I'm going for. So when you're experimenting with your art or you're like working on a piece and you're not liking the way it's going, you can always go back to your descriptive words that you've selected that describe what kind of energy and what kind of vibe you want your art to have going out into the world. And you can ask yourself, does this piece actually reflect that for me? And, you know, um, I just think that'll help you guys a lot. And another way to help you think about how objects have energetic imprints is when you go to like a garage sale or like an antique store. So when you walk into a place like that, there's a lot of different energy, right? In all of these antiques and each one of them has a life of its own and they usually show signs of use and they just have an energy to them that something brand new doesn't typically have, like that's straight out of a factory or something. So when you go through an antique shop, just notice how like different objects make you feel when you pick it up or um, when you look at them. Every single object puts off like a different kind of energy. And a lot of times it's not the kind of energy that we want in our lives, but sometimes, you know, it is. Um, For instance, I collect vintage dresses, but I don't collect just any old vintage dress. I collect vintage dresses that have a very specific style to them that are well cared for and they feel like they were loved and like a reflection of the times. Um, so I just pay attention to objects and how they make you feel when you come in contact with them. 
And honestly, as artists, we make our objects. Um, so we are in the business of making objects. And now these objects are very special because they transport the viewer to new ideas, new lands, different vistas in a way that ordinary objects um, do not. But in the end, you know, we still are just making objects. So think about this week. What are five words that you would like your art to be described as? What kind of vibe do you want your art to have? And how do you want people to feel when they come in contact with your art? And this doesn't just go for the kind of images that you create, although that can be a big part of it. Um, but it also goes for the kind of medium that you select, how you prepare your artwork, how you frame it, how you finish it, how you present it to the world, and what kinds of places you exhibit your work at and how you speak about it. Because so much of art is also, you know, the context that it's in. So the point is that a lot of energy that comes from your art actually comes from the way that you're thinking about your art. So I challenge you to start really cherishing your art, cherishing your vision, and really believing in your heart that your art is special and it's worth taking up space in the world. And then, you know, that it's saying something important. And by thinking this way, you create your work that you're going to, you create work that you're going to, you know, believe in. And then it reflects the kind of energy of like, you know, that strong belief and that specialness when somebody picks it up and when somebody comes into contact with it. I'm sure you've experienced this where you create a piece and you feel like it's really strong and you feel like it's like, you know, one of your best pieces ever. You feel really proud of it. And when somebody like wants to buy that, you know, your energy about that piece is very much like this is a special piece, you know? And, you know, the pieces that I've felt that way about, I always end up like selling um, pretty quickly. So I think it's really interesting. So what do you think about this concept that your artwork reflects a certain energy? Have you ever felt a certain energy in one space as opposed to another? I would love to hear your stories, by the way. And what kind of descriptors do you want to describe your art? I'm really curious. And you can always reach out to me on Instagram. There is a link in the bio um, or the, um, the, the show notes here. And I would love to hear your thoughts on the subject as it's something I'm very interested in, just like the energy of things. And as a reminder, all you guys are invited to my upcoming exhibition, Wild Love. It'll be on May 29th, 2021. And the link is in the show notes. If you'd like to register for that, it's totally free. I'd love to see you there. And on another note, I have opened up individual um, coaching sessions for artists. And in the past, I've only offered course packages that are around 12 weeks per artist um, to work with me. But I've decided to open up one-on-one -on -one sessions that are, um, you can book either a half an hour or an hour. And you can book one of those sessions on my website, thevisionaryartistsalon.com, which is my teaching website. And, um, you know, you can use that to like ask questions about your career or guidance. Um, we can do a website audit. Um, you know, I can give marketing advice specific to you, um, working with galleries, talk about setting up like a mailing system. Um, basically any questions that you have, anything you need help with on your journey, I would love to help you troubleshoot. So the link for that is in my 
um, show notes, or you can just go to thevisionaryartistsalon.com. And the last thing is the Artist Prize for Era Contemporary is now live. And um, if, you, if you end up winning that, you get a solo show, a $300 cash prize, and an interview on this podcast. So if you'd like to enter that competition, you can do so at ericcontemporary.com. And the deadline for that is June 10th, 2021. All right, my friends, that's all I have for you this week. I hope you're having a wonderful week and I hope you enjoyed this interesting topic this week and I can't wait to talk with you again soon. All right, bye.